What's up, ladies and gentlemen? It's your host, DJ Hamilton, and welcome back to another special edition of the DJ Sports Show. On this great interview today, I have my good friend, Zach Leong, incoming senior, New Paltz men's defenseman of the lacrosse team. We're going to get into his journey, his upbringing, high school years, college, and so forth. Get to know a little bit more about him for you guys. If you guys haven't already, make sure you guys leave five stars on the podcast, whether you're listening on Spotify, Anchor, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, etc. Continue to share the podcast to anybody who loves sports. Same thing with the website, djsportshow.com. Become a member. It's free. Make sure you guys also check out my shop section of my website as I added new threads, new shirts. Make sure you guys get some summer gear and some short sleeves on there. I put some sleeveless ones on there for you, especially you guys there at the gym who like to work out, show your muscles. Go check it out. And also, subscribe to my YouTube channel, DJ Sports Show on YouTube. Subscribe, share it to anybody who loves sports. But without further ado, let's get into the show. gentlemen i got my friend zach leong here he's an incoming senior at new paltz he's a new paltz hawks men's defenseman of the lacrosse team and i, I first met him when i was a senior at new paltz a sports announcer he was the scoreboard keeper and he helped me especially my first game and i was never a nervous wreck bro <laughs> <laughs> i was a nervous wreck my guy helped me calm down he said you got this bro and it's been history ever since man so the first question I always like to ask my guests when they come on, where were you born and raised? I was born in Massapequa Park, uh, raised pretty much in Farmingdale. Uh, I was a daler, uh, went to high school at Farmingdale, graduated in 2022. And yeah, no, Long Island raised, you know, got to represent the Long Island people, you know? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yo, New Post is basically Long Island University, bro. <laughs> it's, it's one of the closest SUNYs, like more in the upstate area. It's the closest SUNYAC on the line and so like the next one is oneonta which is two hours from new paltz really so i remember visiting uh new paltz the hour away that's why i said let me just go there yeah no hopefully in the future with the, the lacrosse team and like other sports more long island kids decide to stay a bit closer to home and go to new paltz compared to those upper state places yeah and then i remember when i visited oneonta i was like three and a half hours i was like yeah i, I can't do that <laughs> I, I mean, I don't mind driving, but that far, no, I can't do it. Yeah, no, it's so close to home, and I could easily go on the weekends and things like that to go back home and spend some time and then get back here and do all the things I need to do. Yeah, that's what factored into my decision when I was leaving RCC. I was looking at New Paltz, Albany, and Oneonta. Those were my three schools set. I didn't get to visit Albany, but 
I visited New Paltz right before the COVID shutdown. And I said, yeah, I'm committing here. That day, bro, the visit, I was like, this is it. This is the one. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, it's the campus is beautiful. Anywhere you go outside, it's a small town, but like everywhere you can go like hiking. It's a lot of outdoors, it's ventures and things like that. And then obviously academics is one of the top SUNY schools. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, no brainer. What was it like growing up in Massapequa Park? How would you describe the area to those who are not familiar with it? I would say it's like it's your normal suburb area, I guess. I wouldn't say it's like the most diverse place in the world, but I would say like my high school was diverse in Farmingdale, but more in the Massapequa side, maybe not. Yeah, like I said, suburb area where, you know, I can go to the park. It takes like a couple like minutes to walk there, you know, I get to see everyone all those types of things so yeah it's, it's nothing like special but like i i find it awesome so at what age did you start playing lacrosse and when did you start falling in love with it i started in second grade when i moved i was in uh like a catholic school before and then i switched to uh farmingdale public schools and then decided to join the lacrosse like pal system where you know, I got to meet all these kids and that's where I got to meet a lot of my friends, high school and things like that. So I started there and I kind of loved the sport off after my first game because I was uh, I scored a hat trick my first game and I was like, oh, oh wow, <laughs> no, I, I, was, I totally didn't expect that to happen my first ever game. And uh, and then I just loved it from there and I just wanted to keep growing at it. Honestly, that's amazing. So who was the first person to put a lacrosse stick in your hand? Oh, that's a good question. I, it was definitely one of my coaches at Farmingdale at the PAL system. My dad never played. He didn't know what the sport was before, honestly. My mom knew it because she was uh, raised in Massapequa as well. But um, she probably introduced it to me first and then gave me the stick first, probably. And then I went with my coaches and went from there, honestly. Oh, that's amazing. I love hearing stories like that, man. You know, when people first start playing their respective sport, it's always a joy to hear their history of how they start playing the sport yeah no and i mean definitely being on Long island you know it's one of the top sports to play over there so like everyone knows what it is and things like that so oh yeah it's definitely great to hear people's origins of their background and stuff yeah definitely so who were or are some of the players you looked up to growing up that you tried to model your game after whether currently or in the past Oof. um if i wanted to say i think Joel White is one of the top defensemen I've ever, like, watched on TV. He went to Syracuse and uh, played in the pros for a bit. He was always, like, just doing special things, playing with the pole and things like that. As I got older, like, I had, like, coaches that played professionally, like uh, Steve DiNapoli, Kevin Understein, who weren't, like, stars on their teams, per se, but uh, just being coached by them and just learning from them, I always, like, fancy just watching their things and how they improve the game and things like that so I can improve as well. Brody Merrill is obviously one of the best defensemen of all time, so always looking at that guy. Uh, Tucker Durkin is probably one of the best defensemen also, just, like, approach-wise and just sound he is, like, honestly. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah, I remember they used to have a MLO league. Now, what's it called? Professional PLO now, right? Yeah, it's the Premier Lacrosse League right now. They uh, switched it. Uh, they had a little merge to get yeah. uh, cannons involved. But, uh, yeah, now we now we have a PLL where a lot of lacrosse guys are getting a bit more money and, you know, help with uh, health insurance and things like that. So it's it's going in the right direction. Yeah, more exposure, too. Definitely, definitely. And now with ESPN and all that covering them yeah i've been seeing it like i saw like i think last week yeah no it's uh there's a lot of games that they're trying to make sure that the espn or espn2 gets but a lot of them are still espn plus so 
hopefully they try to get it more to so everyone can see it and you don't have to pay. Yeah, that would be amazing. So who has been the biggest inspiration in your life as a person and career as a player? Biggest inspiration, I would say, is probably my parents. You know, they work so hard and like for me to be able to play every sport that I've ever wanted to do. Like they've given me all the opportunities I've ever asked for. Like I couldn't ask for more. And I tried my best in everything I do just because they gave me everything. Um, and if it came to sports wise, I mean, a lot of people have been helping me. Uh, my defensive coach at my high school, uh, Coach Dunn, he has been so helpful for me when I was in middle school and he talking to all of us getting ready to go into high school. And he's always been there for all the defensive guys. He could have been like a head coach at college, I swear. Like, but you know, he's doing his thing. He just won his, uh, he won a state or he got to the state championship, uh, this year with the Dalers, but, uh, Oh, wow. He's He's been so inspirational just to help me, like, learn the game on the defensive side so much more. And that's what I try to get for my kids on my travel team right now. That's an amazing story to hear. He got to the States. Yeah, no, they did very well these years. Like, I coached these kids at uh, PAL when they were, like, in middle school. or Yeah, and then just to see them, like, dominate the lacrosse game this year was awesome honestly yeah that's amazing to hear they dominating like the warriors with kd back in the day huh we had so we had so many kids that are going to d1 schools and things that and some kids haven't even committed yet that they're gonna be monsters i'm sure of it. i can't imagine that feeling how it feels to be a part of these kids journey seeing them grow up and then going off d1 and you had a part of that so that's that's feel amazing yeah no just to like see how they've grown like I, after, like, I left high school, like, I've always had, like, the huddle account just to watch, like, the lacrosse games and things like that, just to see how each year went. And, you know, they always just keep improving. And it makes me proud to be, like, part of the Farmingdale program. I love to hear that, man. So did you play any other sports growing up that helped you out for lacrosse? Yeah. Um, I played a lot of sports, honestly. Like I said, my parents always, like, if I always asked if I played the sport, they'd always say yes. Besides uh, soccer, they definitely did not want me to play soccer. They thought that was too boring. But um, <laughs> too boring. Yeah, uh, um, they even hated me playing baseball. But uh, oh, yeah. which I understand. Like it's it's a long time. You have to just watch your kid and other kids yeah. play. But uh, I definitely played football. Uh, it was late for contact. I did a lot of flag football at a young age. But then once I got to middle school, then I did contact and like you know actual tackle football. Played high school football, sophomore to senior year. Had a fun time with that. I played basketball for fun. I played for, like, you know, the Catholic, like, basketball programs and all that stuff. But, you know, nothing competitive here, like, crazy. So um, yeah. that's just for, like, helping me stay in shape for lacrosse season. And then just for other sports that I just enjoy playing, like, I enjoy playing tennis. And, like, oh, wow. Yeah, that's nice, man. That's nice. I, I want to get more into tennis, but you need another person with you. You need a ball and tennis racket. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, I usually like to just, you know, play with my family and things like that when we when I get back home and, you know, enjoy. Just because it's just it's a good game, especially for lateral quickness and things like that. So that definitely helped me for lacrosse. And football is contact. You got you go to the weight room all the time in high school, and that helped yeah. me stronger, especially for lacrosse season. So yeah, tennis also stamina and endurance. Definitely. So outside of lacrosse, what would you say was your favorite sport? Uh, definitely football. I mean, I not like the biggest kid on the team, but you know, I always you know had the spirit, and I I worked my you know butt off for every practice just to make sure that my guys were ready for the game days. And honestly, like, I enjoy watching college football the most out of every sport. Maybe lacrosse is, like, 
right up there but college football is my favorite sport to watch and that was also like a dream of mine to be also like a college coach or like an assistant like for football but you know i wanted to do lacrosse in college so that's why i kind of stuck to new pulse and things like that damn yeah college football be crazy bro college football gets so many views everything people watch it the players play so hard it's just i know nil players make money now but they still play so hard yeah no definitely like my sister goes to texas a&m part of the military program over there and like i got to go to a texas a&m lsu game and that was just unbelievable like the atmosphere is just you can't you can't replace that type of stuff. Like, especially up here in the Northeast, like, you don't get that in any other team. If you go to, like, Texas A&M, go to that Kyle Field, and it's just, like, unbelievable, honestly. Yeah, there's no, uh, what do you say, top-tier D1 football schools in the Northeast, really. They're mostly, like, down south or Florida, stuff like that. Yeah, right. Like, you have that. And then the Midwest, where you have Midwest, all yeah. Michigan. I have to shout out Michigan because my coach, he's a big Michigan guy. So. Oh, wow. Yeah, shout out to him. <laughs> so you played on many travel across teams growing up, but specifically for Team Pride and Revolution. How did they help elevate your skills as a lacrosse player prior to your middle school years, even though you did play for Revolution during your middle school years? Yeah, no, those guys were helpful. Most of the time I picked them because, you know, I was with my friends. We all decided, like, hey, let's stick to this team and things like that and see where it goes. Um, but these programs, you know, they always have college coaches that are here helping you out. And I got to meet a lot of great, like, star players. Like I said, Steve Zanapoli, you know, he went to Hofstra. And, you know, he's been a great example of how I learned just playing defense and things like that and being a better teammate. So it's a lot of just getting helpful from coaches and, like, all those types of athletes that were there to support the practices, honestly. So you attended Howitt Middle School. What was it like there? years and what did you learn about the game from playing in school and travel across prior to your year high school? yeah no that was like my first time actually like playing for the school as a team and things like that we had a lot of like our lacrosse program had two teams in my class so i didn't always get to play with all of my uh classmates honestly so once we got to middle school we had our tryouts and then i got to compete against the best players honestly on the island you know we have a lot of guys in my class in the class above me that would just compete no matter what and they were top notch and i was i'm so happy that i got to compete against them and it definitely made me appreciate farmingdale knowing the competition and you know having pride in that that how it and you know getting to be a captain for my football team and lacrosse team was you know an honor and it just made me want to strive for you know greatness at Farmingdale. Nice, that man. That's a great story, man. This is this is beautiful to hear. <laughs> so you attended Farmingdale High School. What was the environment like there? The environment was great. I was an athlete, but I also did music. I was part of a, a barbershop quartet uh, all my four years there. I was part of the jazz chorus. You know, I got to meet a bunch of different people. I was never like in one specific group. So that was a good experience for me just to spread my wings, honestly, and just like meet everyone at my school. And it, I think that was very crucial for me just to get to know a lot of people and get in contact with a lot of people so it was, it was a great experience just not just on the sports side but you know academics was amazing great teachers you know that's why i want to become a teacher a lot of these uh, professors were really helpful for me and striving to be great and um and then like i said music was always a passion of mine just i love to sing so being part of that barbershop quartet and then we became a acapella group was always fun to do at a concert i didn't know you sing bro yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah, I was uh, I was a bass 
Um, I always had like a lower voice when I was singing, and especially in middle school, uh, we didn't really have basses when I was in sixth grade. So then they were like, you got to go a bit higher. But uh, as the years went on, we, you know, were able to have basses in high school and things like that. And, you know, the spot was open because uh, all the people in the barbershop quartet were pretty much seniors besides one. Uh, Vitaly, he was a rising, he was going to be a junior in that class. So, um, and I was like, you know what, I might as well take a shot and try out for this uh, team. And, you know, it's an audition where you would uh, perform right in front of the class. And, you know, you get kind of nervous, you know, because this is people fighting for the, the one spot as the base. And uh, I got it freshman year and I was, you know, so happy to get that. And it was honestly a great experience, you know. A lot of these people are honest, just focusing on music and like being in the theater and all that stuff. But I was just the athlete, but also could sing a bit. And uh, I got in and honestly, it was a great experience. Yeah, man. Nah, that was amazing to hear that. you. I didn't know you sing, bro. I, I was I was shocked to hear that because you never you never mentioned that at New Falls when I was up there. <laughs> yeah, no, nah, man. I, I enjoyed just singing on my own, honestly. Like, the acapella group was fun and, you know, Barbershop was good. You know, we had some good song choices. But, you know, when I go to, like, an actual, like, chorus group, you know, it's not always the best music in my opinion. So, yeah, I feel that, man. Damn, one lucky girl is going to be lucky to have a guy who can sing, got the vocals. <laughs> <laughs> oh so have you, have you ever sang to anybody before like individually uh not necessarily like i like i said like i we had uh in our barbershop we performed at other places and things like that um you know we do like you know i had some karaoke stuff but like nothing like crazy yeah okay so you played jv your freshman year and sophomore year before getting pulled up to varsity the end of your sophomore season you mentioned to me you guys only lost once your two years on JV. How dominant were you guys, and what do you remember about those times? Yeah, no, I mean, the JV times was good because I got to get actual game time. Uh, I got to play a lot of practices with the varsity team my sophomore year, and that helped me get improved just in every aspect of the game. Um, but the JV was very helpful for me. Uh, we had great coaches there, you know. They taught me a lot just to be myself in, in games and things like that. Uh, and a lot of these teams, you know, they're very good, but usually a lot of uh, players, they decide to pull them up for varsity. So we usually, you know, didn't play against always the best team. So maybe that's why, you know, some games were pretty easy for us. But there's always teams like Garden City who was very tough, and that's when we lost to. But, um, you know, they always have great players, uh, especially on the JV and varsity, like they have like on their JV team, I, they probably had like 40 kids on that team on their JV. So you can imagine they had a lot of kids on the varsity team too. But yeah, no, JV was fun. I got to compete against good teams, good players as well. And yeah. Did you guys ever, the JV, they had like a championship, right? No, no, it's just regular season. Then that's when I get pulled up to varsity when it gets to playoffs time. Okay. So you guys didn't have, okay. So your sophomore year, you get pulled up to varsity, and you guys, you guys were running through everyone that year. I looked up on Max Preps. You guys finished with a 14-2 overall record. That was second in the Section A, eight league behind Massapequa that year. How did the varsity level differ from the JV level for you? What was the biggest difference? Uh, just the talent, honestly. We had a lot of good people on our JV team. A lot of guys that are playing lacrosse right now, but on the varsity side, you have 
a lot of talent, especially older guys, the seniors. When I was a sophomore, you know, we had a kid going to Air Force. Our goalie was going to St. John's. Uh, two defenders, one's going to Delaware. One went to uh, Hofstra. You know, we just had players, and even in the junior class, they had, we had a lot of good players, and um, they always were just mentors. Honestly, they taught a lot of our younger guys just things to look out for, and they just made sure that we were prepared for the next game and playoffs. When playoffs hit, you know, we you know tightened up and made sure we did all the little things right, which is a key thing for us. So in the playoffs that year, you guys meet third best team in the Section A eight league. And so set, that's how you say it? Or so you say it? Oh, Syosset, Syosset. Oh, Syosset. And end up falling short to them. After such a dominant season as a collective unit, how disappointing was it for you guys as a group to not finish off with a championship? Yeah, no, it's it's tough. Um, we haven't, before uh, this past year for the Farmingdale, we haven't won uh, Nassau since 2011. And I think my sophomore year, we really thought we had a lot of good talent and we could have pushed for that, but uh, it's always tough to lose, especially at Hofstra when you know you're the, probably the better team, we, especially when we beat them in the regular season. Um, so it's always uh, heartbreaking, especially just to see the seniors, you know, you want them to have their last game be a win, but, you know, only so many teams could get that last win as their last game. But, so, yeah, that was, that was always, that was tough my sophomore year. And then, Junior year, same thing. We lose to Syosset in the playoffs. Uh, so it, it was heart it was heartbreaking for those two classes. And then with our senior year being COVID, not getting a redemption arc was kind of you know, sad to hear. Yeah. I saw yeah, I saw that your junior year, you guys went eleven and five overall, seven and four league play. You guys dropped a little bit to fourth in section eight A. What was the biggest difference you think that year from your junior year from your sophomore year? Um, I would say the biggest drop off or change was just we had a lot of uh, younger guys like myself, uh, Nick DeFelice, uh, Tim Pantorno, Lorenzo Ramos. We were all pretty young uh, on the varsity level, I would say. Uh, DeFelice, uh, Pantorno and I were all same class and we are down low uh, defensemen. So that was our first like full year as a unit and, a, and our goalie, Sean Gilman, who got to play because our uh, senior goalie uh, tore his ACL in football the year before. So he got a lot of reps. Um, and then Lorenzo was a class below me. And, you know, he had to learn pretty much on the fly with all of us. So I think that uh, that junior year, we had a little bumps and bruises in the beginning just to get used to the defense as a full team. And then as the year got on, I think we got better. But uh just couldn't finish it at Syosset. Yeah, how how was it losing to them in back to back years? How, how you know disappointing? How frustrated were you? Like, what was what was your emotions going through your head as individually and as a team? Yeah, I mean, frustrated is you know one of the big words I guess you could say. I feel every time uh, looking back at that game, um, there's things that I think we could have done better. I could have done better, um, but you know. That, that just drives us to, like, push for greater things, honestly. And we had a summer tournament uh, as a team 
uh, competing against other uh, Long Island or like out of state teams and you know that senior year we really thought that was going to be the uh, year for the Dale but um yeah no it was it, it really just motivated us to for our senior year to bounce back but you know sadly didn't get that yeah I can't imagine that trust me I know what that feeling is like from basketball in high school and then playing on basketball team and also from track so I know I know how, I know how that feels like yeah no it was it was heartbreaking to hear after a couple of practices being told you know the season's probably not gonna go and uh yeah it was tough so you mentioned you play on your high school summer teams. What were those experiences like, particularly the summer before your senior year as you were preparing to be one of the leaders of the team? Yeah, no, I first in when I was in middle school and then going into yeah. high school, uh, middle school and high school, like getting into that part of a program called Bluefish that was kind of run with Hofstra. So I got to be coached by Kevin Understein, Steve DiNapoli, Coach Powers. Uh, he was a Massapequa assistant. Now he's, I believe, at Oshide. Yeah, no, got to be taught by a lot of great guys. Later on, once I got into uh, sophomore, junior, senior year, I was focused more in the summer with my uh, high school team and, you know, get more chemistry and things like that. And uh, it was a good time just to learn from uh, people older than me and then when I got older, getting to teaching the younger kids what to do and things like that was, it was a blast, honestly. Oh man, I can't imagine. I, I remember growing up when I was in, uh, I say middle school and then some high school years, I played in some summer leagues and they were, they were fun. You just playing the game you love, trying to get better, also having fun and also staying in shape. That's the, that's the positives about it. Yeah. Just getting to play another game with the guys is always one you ask for. And when, you know, it, like you said, getting in shape is also helpful, especially for me playing football, getting back into just like nonstop uh, sports pretty much from spring to the fall. And it also keeps you busy during the summer because you don't want to stay in the house all summer. It's nice how you want to get out and do stuff. That's how I always was as a kid. I'm, I, I've always been active, always. I always want to get out, have fun. So that's something that I've always been like growing up. Yeah, no, definitely. So you mentioned COVID. Unfortunately, COVID wiped the world in 2020. We had a pandemic that lasted about like two years. It wiped out your senior year. How dis devastating was that for you and the team? Yeah, no, that was, it was, it was heartbreaking. Uh, like I said, we practiced probably like two or three times. And we we're just hearing the news like in college sports where the Ivy League schools and lacrosse decided to just not play any this uh, spring. And then as that happened the next day, it's the next school and here and there. A lot of schools canceling the season and you know that it's coming to you and you know you can't really do anything about it but when we got that call saying it's done we you know we stayed in our houses and things like that but later on in the spring you know we had a little drive-bys to our coaches and just you know thanking them and all that stuff um and we had like a little like video of our coaches like talking about all of our seniors and things like that which was pretty awesome and yeah no just staying in the home is not always fun to do you know you always say you want your your me time and things like that but covid really made you take a longer look at about that and you want to go outside more and especially nowadays you know i want to be outside as much as possible yeah and when covid happened i was working at fast food at the time when covid happened i was a sophomore in college this was the year before i transferred to new Paltz, and i was like man i need to start getting stuff in my resume this is before i started the podcast the website all that bro like i started creating this podcast on a free platform called anchor and now it's called Spotify for Podcasters. And I'm glad I did, bro. I started doing stuff that I wanted to do related to what I want to be. And the rest has been history. I never would have thought I would reach all these places I've reached. People I reached on the website as well. People I've met. It's crazy, bro. No, definitely. And especially, like you said, it's the thing that you love to do. So just keep, you know, doing that. Yeah, I always say 
see people that are younger than me just do things that you want to do and that you love and that's why I, you know me doing coaching and like hopefully becoming a teacher is like that's what i want to do and i enjoy it and coaching teaches you patience dealing with different personalities which is what you're going to deal with as a teacher you know they go side to side with each other 100 percent. so you chose to attend new pulse for college what stood out about them to you from other schools and what other colleges were you considering? Pulse was a beautiful place, little town, like I said, great outdoors adventures, things like that you can do. Uh, what really drove me to New Pulse was the academics first, because that's always important to me. I always decided it was going to be a SUNY school. It was going to be between New Pulse probably Oneonta and Plattsburgh, I said, was probably my at my top three, in my opinion. But I chose New Paltz because it was probably the best academically. And then with New Paltz, the lacrosse program was pretty new. When I was going to be my freshman year, I was gonna that was going to be our second year as a program. So I wanted to build a culture here at New Paltz. And safe to say, it's been growing and we're building something pretty spectacular. That's amazing to hear. I didn't know it was the only their second year doing lacrosse when you first entered yeah no i was the second uh class oh wow damn that's so the first class was the year before covid right yeah the so it was the year uh, it was the spring of covid so they only five oh. i believe oh man oh and then that season got canceled yeah they finished after five games oh wow and yeah, those players, those especially the seniors, I can't imagine what was going through their heads. Yeah. So, I mean, we have a lot of those guys returning for a fifth year because of the COVID rule and things like that. So it's nice to see them next year for us. Yeah, at least get a full season. That, I like how they did that COVID thing when they mentioned that a few years back. That yeah, people get an extra year of eligibility. Yes. No, I mean, everyone wants to college sports, you know, not get to do it and lose a whole year just because of something like this happening, you know, they just get another year if they want it. This past season, you were highly effective as one of the best defenders collecting 38 ground balls and 11 turnovers with a game-high seven against your hometown Farmingdale State on March 1st. What was that feeling like to have your best game against your hometown college? Yeah, no, going to Farmingdale State is always great because, you know, get to see a lot of uh, familiar faces every time. Um, yeah, and especially with uh, Farmingdale State, there's a lot of guys that, Obviously, went to Farmingdale first and then goes there to college. And, you know, seeing those guys play is always awesome. And Oh, wow. So did you know anybody on the team there? Yeah, no, I knew uh, two of the guys or three of the guys. Uh, they went to Farmingdale, all of them. So they're, you know, doing their thing over there. So with, uh, with that game, though, you know, I, I'm always happy with, you know, I'd rather we win a game then, you know, my stats be amazing. And, you know, we didn't get the win that day. So I I could care less really about the stats. I'm, I'm happy that, you know, I got to go home and, you know, see uh, family there. But, you know, I'd rather get the win there. Instead. Yeah. Like DJ Kyle said, I'm on one. <laughs> Zach Leon trying to be on one, man, trying to get that dub. You feel me? Yeah, trying. We're trying. So your guys' season, unfortunately, ended in a 21-3 loss to Genesio in the Suniac tournament. What was the most disappointing outcome of that loss to you? Um, I think just at times, we, we, we didn't play a full 60 game at all. Uh, I think everyone could tell you we were not uh, at our best that day, and it, it showed, you know. Uh, a lot of our guys, you know, we put in a lot of work. We made it to the playoffs, I mean, you know. I don't want to look at that one game and say that it was our whole season. We had a great season. This was our best uh, season as a program going eight and seven, you know, in the 
regular season, things like that. So that that one loss didn't determine this whole season at all. It's it's a stepping stone, though. It's definitely a, a place where, you know, we don't want to go back to. So Yeah, definitely, especially as you head into your senior year. And it was a growing pain moment for all you guys. Yeah, no, definitely. It's it's always a privilege to make the playoffs, you know. Uh, before that game, we had to make it. We had to win the past three games, and we all did that. Did that together. The defense was awesome. Offense did great. You know, we had to fight for it. Two overtime games back to back to make sure we made that playoff spot was, you know, that was a good run for us. So, what are you working on to improve as you head into your senior season? You know, it's summertime, it's off season. So, what are your goals individually and as a team? What are you working on to improve your game? For next season for me it's uh stepping up as a leader uh senior year uh guy i learned to you know be more vocal on the defensive side a lot of guys look up to me and you know always ask for advice for me and i think that's a big thing for me to step up and take that leadership role on the defensive side um obviously you know always getting uh, bigger stronger faster you know the things that you expect in the summer when you have so much time on your hands and, you know, hitting the gym, going, running ladders, you know, sprints and things like that. And for the team, you know, we want to go back to the playoffs. That's it's now already set in stone, you know, that we made the playoffs last year. It's just expected to make the playoffs now and get a win in the playoffs this time. And hopefully, you know, we start, in the playoffs at home, but if we're away, we got to expect to win every game. And win soon. Yeah. Yeah. You guys are going to have to have a dominant regular season so you can get home field advantage. No, definitely. And I think we have the talent to uh, fight for one of those home spots. Oh, I like that. I like the confidence, man. We, we like that here on the DJ Sports Show, man. We yeah. like that. <laughs> so, you ready for some quick hitters, man? Yes, sir. What's your favorite go-to pregame meal? Uh, definitely uh, pasta, meatballs, and things like that. Just some carbs and, you know, some protein. Give you that energy before a game, right? Definitely. What would you say is the turning point or pivot in your life that you think changed how you approach life? Uh, definitely uh, getting into college, you know. It's a different uh, game here, and I learned to be adaptive and, you know, change my game a bit just to make sure that the team does the best we can. So definitely getting to meet new people and the, the challenges of college lacrosse is totally something that helped me. Five music artists you like to listen to before a game. Who are, who are some of the guys you listen to before a game to hype you up? Or are you listen to something calm, something get you upbeat? Well, what's your vibe? Yeah, no, it depends. So I usually have a lot of songs on my playlist. There's Oh, yeah. <laughs> two hours of music pretty much the first hour is more like songs that i enjoy to listen to or like an hour and a half is just like i enjoy panic at the disco is my favorite band uh neon aerosmith and then once it gets to that 30 minute mark then it switches to you know the more like you know get you hyped up music where you know my favorite rapper is ski master slump god so he's definitely Ooh. uh less than 30 minutes left and you got you know it's go time Oh, yeah. Get in that zone, boy. Definitely. Top five rappers of all time. Ooh, top five rappers? Okay. Well, this is, it's not, you know, what everyone says. This, these are my favorite five rappers. If oh, I, yeah, that's, yeah, that's fine, bro. Uh, so, like I said, Ski Mask is my favorite rapper. 
Um, who else do I like? Oof. Uh, I like Jid. Jid. I like Jid. Um, uh, obviously, X, Juice World are good choices. And for a last one, if I had to say, um, hmm. I mean, Drake just usually doesn't miss that much. So, yeah. Yo, Drake. <laughs> Everything Drake t- like Lil Wayne, bro. Everything they touch is just whether it's theirs or they're featured in it. It's just a hit, bro. They have so many. Yeah, no, so many, bro. They're, and Nas too. Like, there's so many. J Cole. The list goes on, bro. Yeah, definitely. Favorite hobbies you like to do outside of lacrosse? Um, like I like to sing a lot. Uh, big uh, singing in the car type of guy. Um, I enjoy playing board games. Uh, video games are cool as well. Um, and I mean, besides playing lacrosse, you know, playing other sports, like either basketball, pick up basketball or like football with the guys is always fun to do. Oh yeah. What kind of games do you be playing, bro? Uh, right now, you know, NCAA 14, even though that's on my PS3, that's my favorite game of all time. So, oh wow. And then, uh, some FIFA here and there. You got the classic NCAA throwback, man. That was like a decade ago now, man. Yeah, and I'm excited for the new one to come out hopefully soon. And the players are going to get paid now. It's different now. Times are different now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Who was on the cover of 14, by the way? I forgot. Uh, That should have been uh, RG3. RG- Ooh, yeah, he was a monster in college. Insane player. Yeah, before he got hurt, man, he was before he got hurt, his trajectory trajectory was Hall of Fame. Yeah, no, I mean, it was just something different and now we have a lot of more guys that are, you know, running the ball as a quarterback and you know he, he you know, he changed the game, definitely. Yeah. Him, Michael Vick, Lamar Jackson, like they took it to a new level. Yeah. How would you describe yourself to someone who doesn't know you? Um I would say I'm calm, you know, I'm a nice person, you know, I'm not always the most like uh, outspoken person or anything, you know, I'll I'll be in my own zone at times. But, you know, once you get to know me, I'm pretty, you know, I'm a chill guy, you know, I'll make some people laugh in here and there, you know. Yeah, ladies and gentlemen, he's not lying. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you just got to get to know him, man. He's a chill guy, man. Really nice guy. Name your top five lacrosse players of all time. Top five lacrosse guys. All right. Um, Brody Merrill is the greatest defenseman of all time. So I'm going to have to have at least one defenseman on here. So he's going to. In my opinion, I think Paul Rabel is the greatest of all time. uh, Lacrosse player playing as a midi and scoring and being the leading scorer of all time is pretty impressive. Um, Then. In my other three spots, you know, I got Tom Shriver. He is the greatest passer I've ever seen play the game. Um, uh, One of my friends, that's his cousin. So a little biased here, but he's also just an incredible player. Um, Another guy that changed the game is Lyle Thompson. He is just amazing with everything that he does with the ball. And he he really changed the game to making people just be more flashy and things like that. So... He's an inspiration for a lot of guys. And if I had to pick one more, John Grant Jr. is just unbelievable. Like, he retired recently and uh, one of the best, like, attackmen I've ever seen. Just he got whatever he wanted. He was just a bigger body than everyone. So he just dominated like that. Man, that's amazing. 
I didn't know you had someone you were related to that you consider uh, one of the goats. No, one of my friends, like his uh, cousin, is Tom Schreiber. So. Oh just, wow! Yeah. You have, you have a picture with him? Uh, I think I do actually with him. Yeah. Oh, that's sick, bro. That no, nah, that's sick. That's amazing to hear. Yeah, no, he's insane. Honestly. Who do you consider if you had to choose one? But who 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 do you, did you choose your goat in that in that top five? Would you say uh, who you think is the goat? Paul Rabel, in my opinion, is the goat. Okay. Um, so, yeah. He was just a freak. You, oh, freak of nature? Yeah. Who do you consider the greatest athlete of all time? It's Great. hard. All time, geez. Oh. It's hard. <laughs> yeah, definitely is. Um, If I had to pick one, it's probably – think of all the sports now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Right, I would say probably Muhammad Ali. I think is up there. Uh, one of the Ali, I am the greatest. Like maybe, yeah, I would probably say him. I think he's just the, like one of the greatest to ever do it. Yeah, the way he approached everything, he was unabashed, bro. Like he he was ruthless. He didn't care. He was confident. I just love the way he carried himself, man. Yeah. Insane. Greatest boxer of all time and the stuff he did for civil rights and everything. I don't think there'll ever be a more important boxer ever, ever again, bro. No, he's an inspiration. Oh, yeah. And rest in peace to him, man. Like, go athlete. Man, there's so many. You can choose Michael Phelps, the greatest swimmer of all time by far. You have Michael Jordan, LeBron James. You have Serena Williams, Tom Brady. You have so many people. You have Lionel Messi, Cristiano Ronaldo. There's just so many options, bro. Yeah, so it's kind of hard to do that. <laughs> oh, yeah. I think that was the first time I ever asked a question. I was like, oh, let me ask Zach a different question I never asked anybody. Good question. What are your goals in life? Uh, just to be an inspiration for people. You know, that's why I wanted to be a teacher, you know, a coach, someone that people look up to, you know, asking for advice and things like that. Just someone that, you know, that if they have any questions I'm there for, uh, someone that, you know, they want to be is, you know, my goal for in the future. That's amazing to hear. I love hearing stuff like that. Same, same with me, bro. I just want to one day hear a kid be like, DJ, I love what you do, man. Keep doing it. Or can I get your autograph? Stuff like that, bro. Or you meant so much to me. You made me believe in myself. Just little things like that. They go a long way, man. Oh, totally. Just being positive is all you could ask for. Like, I even inspired people who are my age or even older. They said, man, your work inspires me. You make me want to go hard every day. Seeing that stuff, this makes me motivated. want to keep going, keep getting better, man. Yeah. That's awesome to hear. How would you – oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. We got we to ask you this because we did basketball together. So, you know, I got to ask you this. Who would be your all-time starting five for basketball? Oof. Okay. Um. Let's see. Well, I think Shaq is the most dominant center of all time. So he's. Okay. Um, do they have to be like in their like natural position, or what are we talking here? Oh, this this name your this name your starting five. It doesn't have to be uh. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so I'm gonna put LeBron at the four because available. Michael Jordan's at the two. Okay. Um, and then. 
I'm going to give it to Steph. I think Steph is the best point guard. Maybe that's Ooh. bias, but I think he passed Magic Johnson as the best point guard of all time. Wow. Uh, at the three, um, I'm going to go a bit smaller ball with Kobe, I guess, at the three. Okay. Oh, you have Kobe and MJ in your starting five? Wow. That's, you don't hear that every day. Yeah, no, I mean, those guys are competitors, you know. I think if you have those type, those five guys, you know, they they want to be the best and they want to win championships at the end of the day. So I, I think we got some dogs on that team. Oh, yeah, and you got spacing with Steph, bro, like the yeah. ultimate weapon from downtown. Yeah. What, what Shaq was in the paint, that's Steph from the outside. Mm-hmm. That's funny. I think I asked Lucas Sayong of the men's basketball team at New Paltz incoming senior. I think he said – Steph Curry, too, for his all-time starting five, which is funny. No, you just changed the game, honestly. Just being a threat from the outside is just so valuable nowadays. Like, I mean, my favorite player right now is Jordan Poole. Like, okay. He has his hot streaks, but, like, you know, he definitely learned a lot of things from Steph Curry, and, like, he's playing in the NBA right now with him. Like, imagine all the younger kids that are just want to be the Steph Currys of the world and just shooting threes all the time. Yeah, bro, we're going to see more of it over the next 10 to 20 years, bro. Yeah. Especially once he retires, we're going to see more of the effect of the change and the revolutionization of the game that he had. You see it more once they retire. Yeah, no, totally. So the last question I always like to do to close it out. So when people think of the name Zach Leung at the end of this journey, what do you want your legacy to be? Oh, geez, that's that's a deep question. <laughs> yeah, I always close out with that, bro. I love closing out. People people be like, damn, man, that's a good question. Yeah, no. Um, I want people to think of me just as a kind person, someone that's, you know, always has your back, is someone that you can look up to and you can, you're not afraid to ask questions. You're not afraid of, you know, just talking and things like that. I'm someone that's supportive with whatever adventures you do later on in life and things like that, I'm just, you know, trying to be that backbone for you, you know? I like that answer, man. That's deep. And, uh, that's that's what, like, for me, my what I want my legacy to be, just someone who put it there all every single day, left their heart out on the sleeve. Then I never, I don't want no regrets. That's why I go all in on my content. Even if I don't make it, I know I put in all the work, blood, sweat, and tears in this thing. And that's why when I get older, I won't be like, oh, when I was younger, I should have worked harder, this and that. That's why I've been going so hard over these years. And I just want people to look at me as a kind person with a kind heart, always willing to help, do whatever it takes to help them, put a smile on their face or whatever if they're having a bad day, just little things like that. And just someone who comes off as a loving person. And everybody always says, like, DJ, like, you have a great smile. You're always laughing, happy. You're like the happiest person I know. So just hearing stuff like that, it really hits me, especially at the gym lately, bro, the last two months. People have been saying that. I'm like, man, that's really, it really hits the heart, bro. So just hearing stuff like that, that's what I want my legacy to be. Just someone who's enjoyed life and just a great overall person. No, that's awesome. Yeah, man. But this has been a pleasure, bro. I appreciate you for coming on the show. You know, you have a busy schedule. I know Saturday was your only like free day. So, <laughs> yeah, busy. Yeah. yeah no, you're always busy, man. Yeah, no, thank you for taking the time. You know, this was awesome. You know, I, you know, I hope the best for everything that you do later on. You know, I'm going to be one of your biggest supporters here. So definitely excited for the future with you, man. Yeah, man. I appreciate the love, man. I hope you continue to grow, get better. 
I want to see you do great things as a teacher, especially once you graduate, change kids' lives for the better. You're gonna make you're gonna make an awesome teacher, bro. <laughs> I just know it. You're gonna be an awesome teacher. Whether you do teaching, coaching, wherever you pursue your passion, and I I just want to. I'm always here as a friend. If you ever need anything, you always hit me up. Like, yo, DJ, what's good, man? Or if you just want to say what's up, or you need someone to be there for you, I'm always here, brother. Oh, I appreciate it. And same goes to you. Yeah, man. I, I I'm glad. I'm really happy. I made you. I met you during the announcing days. I miss those days. <laughs> Feels like old great times, man. And <laughs> I'm really glad I met someone like you, and I appreciate you for all your help through the years. Yeah, no. Again, you're saying the same things I would say. Yeah, man. But I hope you have a great rest of your day, bro, and I appreciate you coming on the show. Yeah, no. Have a good day, man. See you. Peace out. Peace out, brother. Well, that's going to do it for the podcast, ladies and gentlemen. It's been your host, DJ Hamilton. Hope you guys really enjoyed this interview with my friend, Zach Leung, senior New Paltz lacrosse men's defenseman forward, coming into his senior year of college, and... We had a great time sports announcing together back when I was a senior in 2021-22. That's how I met him, and it's been great ever since. Make sure you guys leave five stars on the podcast, wherever you're listening to. Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Pod, Anchor, wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure you guys subscribe to the YouTube channel, DJ Sports Show. Share to anybody, share with anybody who likes sports about the website and the podcast. And become a member of DJSportsShow.com. It's free. Share with anyone who likes sports, family members, friends, co-workers, you name it. Hope you guys enjoyed this episode. It's been your host, DJ Hamilton, and I'll see y'all next time. Peace.